This week on the Entertainers Podcast, Squeaky Bum Time in League and Cup Football. We'll look at the good, the bad and the ugly in Worldly to Wally. And there are some games in Europe. It's getting to the business end of the season then, isn't it? It is. Well, Premier League and FA Cup are kind of gearing up quite well. Champions League going on as well. Yeah, it's getting to that time where most games are quite exciting. You have quite big ramifications. Don't Depends they? who you support. Well, yeah, of course, of course. So, should we start with the Premier League? So Absolutely. We've been away for a little while. We've had a bit we, of a week off, haven't we? We, we did, yeah. We uh... got sick of the sight of each other <laughs> and decided to build a play area instead with our time. Yeah. Um, we still saw each other the same time. We did, we did, we did. So, a few things have happened since we last recorded. Both Huddersfield and Fulham have been confirmed as relegated, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, it's not a shock to anybody that No, no, it's so we've, really we've been saying for quite some time while discussing your relegation battle that it was always going to be those two and one more, haven't we? Yeah. It's looking like I because they're, what, are they five points? I think they're five points. Five points for us, yeah. Um, and we'll look at the results from last weekend because they weren't good for you all, were they? No, it was one of those where everything was going smoothly. We thought we've got the great escape on again, and then it's just one one day absolutely one day. spins it. Just and it's not just you losing; it was the other results that happened yeah. in the week before as well. So we'll start I mean, with the game. Did you, did you see, just? Well, we've not written down to talk about the Newcastle game. But did you see no. us against Crystal Palace? I didn't. Uh, I looked at the uh, the minute by minute, and it looked as if uh, there was a couple of disallowed goals, weren't there? Yeah, there which was. were rightfully disallowed. But from what I mean, we hammer referees on here quite a lot, but it sounds like they were rightfully uh, disallowed. But it shows that Newcastle were kind of knocking on the door. I think we we had a really good chance all game. But it's just when you don't have a striker who's you pay money for. I mean. Rondon's good, he is, and he does what he needs to do, but you need, it's not, I, I don't think it should just fall on Rondon either, I think your midfield have to chip in. What you, midfield? Arguably yeah. what midfield? What Almeron? Almeron's supposed to be yeah. a goal scoring midfield, he isn't is, he? but but much like any player who, especially from outside of Europe, mm. they've got to take time to South get used American to it. as well. Exactly, it? the yeah. physicality of the Premier League. Uh, for me, you look at our midfield, John Joe Shelby is probably going to be leaving at the end of the season. I'm so disappointed with John Joe. Uh, he, he had such promise with us. And obviously went to Swansea. He looked quite good at Swansea. Then there were times when he looked really good for you. He just, I don't know what it is. It's got to be his attitude, surely. Because he's got, he's got so many tools to be a top he does. Premier League some player. Of, some of the passes I've seen him play over the years. Same, same as incredible. me. Incredible. Same as me. I've seen him play some, fan, I've seen him put in some fantastic performances for us when he was a really young lad. Because uh, we got him from Charlton. Um, but it's got to be his attitude because manager after manager just seems yeah. to think he's not Rafa up to it. Rafa has kept him out of the team for periods because of that. But um, mm. it just goes to show we've just got to keep hammering away. Um, I think you'll be all right. I hope you're all right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do. <laughs> I really I've been, do. I've been lived up there for a couple of years. I know what Premier League football means to the city. And and, and, I, and I love Rafa. I mean, it's not, it's not kind of going overboard to say that I love the man. He gave me one of the greatest nights of my life. I hope he does it. So many conversations we could have about that <laughs> oh, of course. particular of course. phrase. Of course, but I mean, I don't doubt saying it. I don't, I don't doubt in it, and I don't regret saying it either. Uh, Tell it you was, what, shall we move on to the Liverpool game? Yes, since we kicked uh, it off at the weekend. First game of the weekend, it was on Friday night, I watched this. Yeah. Uh, Southampton scored early. They did, we, we didn't play well. Um, at the end of the game, it was, it was quite easy to say that, or it was, um, I heard Gary Neville say that, he was never in any doubt that Liverpool would win this even at 1-0 down. I was. Because the goal that they scored, 
Uh, it was a good goal by Shane Long, but when Shane Long scores against you, you think this might not be our night. Especially when you've got a seventy-five million pound centre back. There yeah, as well. I mean, what I say it was poor defending. There was no one mistake. It was just both Robbo and Van Dijk who will both be in the team of the year at the end of the year, without a doubt. Just got drawn underneath the ball. I don't see any left back better than Robbo in the league. Don't see any centre back close to Van Dijk. You could say Laporta and he is quality. You'd have thought the two centre backs. All I'm going to say on that is, is, do you really want to make? I guess of the team of the year with some of the shockers that we've seen over the years oh I mean De Gea will be in there despite the fact that United have gone from 6th to 6th the way it's picked up they love that position (laughs) they do Um, so it was a poor goal to concede both two of the best defenders in the league getting drawn under the ball great finish from Long but at that point apart from one chance after it from Sadio it looked more likely that Southampton had scored a second. It, it did for that period of then about ten I, minutes after the goal. I can't remember. I can't. I, I can't remember the the key to go. What? Yeah, it was. A, it was the ball over. The, there was a big thing about this, about um, Salah being offside. Oh yeah, he was offside. He was mad. Well, he wasn't called offside. He was marginally offside. Uh, now I heard loads of people saying, "Oh, Liverpool get away with another one." It says in the law to give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, and it was it was marginally offside. But fair enough. We get looking, but Salah's first touch is abysmal. Like he takes yeah. him wide, he clips it across, doesn't go to anyone. Trent Alexander uh, Robbo crosses it, doesn't go to anyone. It ends up with Trent, and then Trent whips it across, and then Cater eventually scores yeah. it. So Southampton had plenty of time to defend that. The three crosses into the box, yeah, and they weren't able to clear the lines. All it takes is one big header. At that point, you had to be ramping up to, to yeah, do something had, at that stage. Um, Cater scored, and it was a good time going in at um, going in at one one at half time. It was necessary, and it changes Southampton's team talk. It did, and uh, but for quite a period after the second half, it was very settled. There was, I, I, I think, for the first fifteen minutes of the second half, Southampton started like they started the first, and at yeah. one point, they were the better team again. Um, and you could argue, again, our goal came just as we were starting to ramp up the pressure. But, I mean, we left it late again. I mean, it was a quality goal. Like, it, was, it was brilliant. We were screaming at Mo to pass it to Bobby because, obviously, from where we are, you can't see if the defender's blocked off the pass. Now you've seen it back again. The defender's blocking yeah. off that pass. And what a finish by Mo into the bottom corner. Considering he's not scored, in, it had been eight or nine games before that. I know, but then he's his whole, oh, I've scored after eight or nine games is... Absolutely tupped by uh, that horrible backhand. Oh, hand out. I thought that was hilarious when Mo took the of him. Yeah, everyone's having a go at me for not scoring after eight or nine goals, and he's not scored after 20 or 30. Yeah, 2017, I think it was last time he scored. Yeah, yeah. so. But he's not, he's not that type of Well, player, even Klopp said, um, Klopp said that it's his fault, as in Klopp blaming himself for playing Hendo in a number six role for so long because we've, ne- we've not had a number six. Yeah. Um, and now we have in Fabinho who can sit. Hendo can get further forward. It's no fluke that Hendo gets further forward against Southampton. He's almost man of the match against Southampton after because him and Milner changed that game. Those two strikes. after the previous game where they sort of exactly. destroyed it. Really. Exactly, and, and Hendo was deep there. And then again, and we'll move on to the Champions League uh, later on in the podcast. But Hendo was one of the one of uh, man one of a contender for man of the match against Porto, playing further forward because of Fabinho. Yeah. And it's how Hendo played in thirteen fourteen. People forget how advanced he was and how like the goals he was scoring for us in his first couple of years for us because he was a more advanced midfielder. Um, but we deserved to, at the end of the day we deserved to win just three yeah. one three one was probably a fair result. Southampton deserve a goal, uh, and it took us to the top of the league, albeit um, 
haven't played a game more. Yep. Uh, not going to really dwell on these next two games I've written, <laughs> we've written down in terms of, but just have to be mentioned. Uh, the Hi, Bur- Jack. Yeah, the Burnley game has to be mentioned in terms of the, you know, the they get they're trying to get away. Come on, Jack. Um, I mean, I mean, Bournemouth didn't even score here. <laughs> not one goal in a three-one game. Bournemouth didn't score no, uh, at home. Bournemouth went one 0 up. He did to start with. Uh, Thanks, Ashley Barnes. Yeah, Ashley Barnes, uh, and then obviously Burnley have, have got three back, even though I've only written down. Two of the goal Barnes, Barnes, Barnes went from zero to hero already in the match report, uh, scoring um, after he scored, scoring in one net and then scoring up the other end. But that's for me, that's a poor result from Bournemouth. Really poor result at at home against a poor Burnley. Burnley are not good this year. They've not been good this year. No, they've not. It's a bad result from Bournemouth, and they pro- they are very lucky that there are a few worse sides in the league than them. Yeah. Not really under that much pressure, points true. wise. Um, that's a bad result. Sorry, the, Jack. The last game I wanted to talk about, you'll not chirp up too much, I don't imagine, but no. it's just Arsenal being Arsenal, isn't it? It's a one day world for It Everton. is. I mean, and I'm going to say, I use that word again, poor again. Everton, I think that's three wins on the spin, but they've been poor this year. They are, they've not yeah. been they've not been very good at all. They celebrated a draw at Goodison with us like it was some cup final. So it shows like where their, their ambition is. Fair play to them, uh, beating Arsenal. It's poor from Arsenal, though, to go 1-0 down only 10 minutes in and not really kind of, well, not at all hit back. Uh, we'll mention this game a little bit more in uh, in our next segment, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, i tell you what, shall we, we we've talked about the Premier League, Let's, we've got to talk about the uh, the two... The domestic cup games. The semi-finals. Cup, yeah. um, um, first one, shall we just... Breeze over because well, it's the second game, isn't it? That 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 is is fantastic. Yeah. So City beat Brighton one 0 Shock, uh, but it it is a little bit of a shock because when City score in the fourth minute, you don't expect the game to finish one no, 0 do you? It's true, but this is this a, is this the amount of games? I mean, I know you were talking in the WhatsApp group I was. earlier this week. You were. You I just were, I don't think the fact that City fans were crying about the amount of games. Look. It is the football calendar. If you're competing on all stages, exactly, it is a lot of games. Exactly, and if you want to be competing in all these, I'd love to have won a league cup by now as a Liverpool fan. I'd love to be in an FA Cup final as well as having the league in my own hands and going great shapes in the Champions League. By obviously last week's result, City fans have to realise and stop moaning about the fact that with this success comes more games, and there's no team. In world football, in world club football, with a better squad to deal with those demands. At the minute, though, Real Madrid and Barcelona's yeah, yeah. squads can't touch them. Oh, you look at the you look at the reserves down for those the two teams. But look at the bench the for bench City. Down, sorry, yeah. yeah, but look at the bench for City. There is no team in world club football with a better squad than City. So City fans need to shut up and just get on with it. You you play wonderful football, you've got a great manager, stop whinging off, fix your congestion. Use it as an excuse for not filling your ground and not selling all your tickets to a cup semi-final or whatever. But don't use it as an excuse for only beating Brighton 1-0 or losing to Spurs in the Champions League. Because I'm not having it, because you have a better squad than everybody. Yeah, City have reached... <laughs> oh, moving on. City have reached their 11th FA Cup final, yeah, first being, the, the last being, should I say, 
was that infamous one against Wigan in 2013. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think we need, I think we mentioned that when Danny was on. Uh, I don't think we need to go into that too much detail. No, of course we don't. Um, they are they've scored the most goals in the FA Cup since Chelsea in 2011, which yeah. is again is not shocking. Yeah. And uh, Pep becomes the first manager since. Now, it took me about eight attempts to spell his name right. I don't understand why. I don't it's not, it's not a hard name to spell. So it's, it's just <laughs> it's just Dalglish, isn't it? Kenny. Uh, it's King, his Kenny. Uh, twenty twelve. Both domestic cups. Twenty twelve. We got the we won the League Cup final in twenty twelve against Cardiff, but lost the FA Cup final to Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and that really sums up. They are. I mean, I've just been on a little bit of a rant. Less so about their football, uh, more so about their fans bemoaning the fixture pile-up, but it's just going to be natural. But they are, they're a wonderful football team. I, yeah. I, I hesitate to say football club, but they're a wonderful team. Best, uh, They're the best football player team in the planet. They are, they are. Without they a doubt, sure I think it's an incredible achievement for us to have kept pace with them. I really do. People talk... People I'm going to move us on from this because we are a biased podcast. No, I agree no, with no, it. I agree with I'm not, but I, I'm, not, I'm not regretting saying that. I think they're a wonderful football inside. They're in... An FA Cup final, deservedly so. You can say all you want about their run to the final. Yeah. Uh, but they are the best team in the country at the moment. I mean, people say, oh, we're Liverpool's up league. Well, we played a game more. So I'd still say City are the strongest squad in Europe. They're the best team in the country. And they deserve all the plaudits they get. I agree. Um, and now we've gone to the other semi-final, in yeah. which I remember right at the beginning of the Attorney's podcast... Um, we sort of tongue in cheek had a bit of a talk about the magic of the cup. Yeah, we did. Well, yeah. isn't this magic? Isn't this qu- it semi final? I'll, I'll give you this. But it's magic. a semi, isn't it? It's a semi final, isn't it? So it's not a. Um, it's but not. It's not, it's, it's not. It's not. No, no, no. It's not. No. But United. It's Watford versus Wolves. It two, is. two sort of. We. I know we we were talking earlier on about this. The, the idea of having a chat at some point about this seven places idea. Yeah. These best two, of, the best of the rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these are, aren't they? I mean, these two, you look two at, of them, yeah. Watford, Watford is a club uh, I follow. The only reason I follow it is because Miles Jacobson, I believe, uh, football manager's creator, right. is a uh, Watford fan. Didn't they sponsor Watford for a little while? Yeah, well, I think they might have done, yeah. Um, obviously, I follow him on Twitter just because I play the game mm. and I, I read a lot about it and it just seems like a wonderfully run club. In terms of, of, of how they've built that squad, yeah, the, the fan base, the stadium. There was a bit of um, there's a bit of question mark over how they were treating managers up to not long ago, but they yeah. seem to have stuck with Grassi, and rightfully so. Javi Grassi has done done great with that squad. Uh, Dini's playing again with a smile on his face. Which I he love his, when he's happy. I love his after game interviews. Yeah, I, I I love him when he's not happy. He's absolutely <laughs> explosive. Yeah. But, um, this didn't go the way I thought it would, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I thought out of the two, I thought, especially, I mean, after 60-odd minutes, he was going exactly how I thought it was going to go. After the Wolves 2-0 up and cruising, and then whether they took the foot off the gas or... Well, the two men that you'd expect from Watford came, came forward, didn't they? Yeah. Delafeu in the 79th minute. Yeah. And then it was, seemed like the last kick of the game, because I know I was following it on Twitter, and yeah. it was like, they were like, all of a sudden it just appeared that Watford had... Fought back, yeah. Fought back. Because we were at the... Uh, it was the Delafeu. Delafeu didn't start the game. He came on as a sub. Yeah. People seem to be forgetting the fact that he came on as a sub and he actually had to be subbed off before the end of the game because of an injury that he, he took. So he was actually subbed on and off. So he comes on, scores an absolute worldie of a yeah, goal to get goal. them back in, back into it, which allows obviously Dean to equalise. 
and then he scores the winner. Yeah, exactly. About Twelve minutes from time. Um, he's he's a player who's often flattered to deceive. Um, he was seen as part of that great La Masia um, academy, you know, for Barcelona yeah. coming up. Seen as um, Messi's kind of you know like go to guy. They were they were kind of partners in crime yeah, yeah. at one point, and for whatever reason, it didn't really work out for him. Went to Everton, did a few things at Everton, but. They weren't devastated that he went back to Barcelona. Went back to Barcelona, didn't do a great deal. And then he's ended up at Watford. And he seems to be flitting in and out of the team there. He does, doesn't he? You'd have thought this will give him an extended run yeah, uh, yeah. to prove himself. I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's, uh, he's in terms player. of just a couple of statistics of this game, Watford have reached only the second FA Cup final. Uh, the first was in 84. That's brilliant. Yeah. It really is. I love, I love it. Uh, it's the first time Watford have won at Wembley since 1999, which was a 2 0 win against Bolton yeah. in the second tier playoff. Um, and I love this stat because I. I you look I'm, at, you look looking, at player values. I'm looking at this. You look at player values. And you, incredible. I think we've talked about how ridiculous they are these days. Mm. But they've just signed this guy for 30 million. Yeah. Just sort of last week or whatever. But. Uh, on a permanent deal, yeah. Oh, was it Jimenez? No, it was Jimenez, but didn't they sign Jota uh, on permanent near was it near January at the start of the season? I'm sure they signed Jota permanently. Yeah, I think they have. Um, but how much did they sign him for? That's the. I mean, I don't think because um, the Jimenez deal was a club record transfer at thirty odd million. So whatever they signed him for is a bargain because Jota has been absolutely incredible for Wolves this year. I mean, I'm reading that stat that you've written down. Involved in 37 goals this season in all comps, 26 goals and 11 assists. Really? Yeah. It's incredible. Where is he on league goals, though? Is that uh, surprising? Because he's not in the. I don't remember seeing him in the top five. So he must have scored a fair few in the League Cup and the FA Cup. But that's what we've been involved in. Well, no, because. 26 goals, yeah, sorry. 20, yeah. 26 goals and 11 assists. I mean, that's incredible. That's really like. Best of the rest type players that best yeah. players outside of the uh, the top six, and it's incredible with a player like that and a player like Jimenez that Wolves couldn't get the job done. Yeah, Jimenez has scored twelve goals this in season the in the league. Um, Yota is in the top twenty, so yeah, okay. I mean, it says Yota has been directly involved in thirty-seven goals. Oh, I'll give you false information here. Thanks, Simon. I did think it was a little uh, bit Yeah, it, it is, it is. Uh, since August 2017, yeah. But I mean, still, that's that's incredible. Since they, August they made him permanent last last January, so yeah. a year ago. Uh, they just made him an That's still an incredible yeah, stat. It is. 37 goals, 26, uh, 37 goal, goals involved, 26 goals scored, 11 assists. You know who we're missing? We're missing Statman, Tom. We I, I, I started a Statman and I sort of, I relaxed. <laughs> so it's very difficult to get back into it. It is. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's... Move on to your favourite segment. Yes. World of Wally. Indeed. I want to start with the Wallies this week. Well, yeah, I was trying to think of a joke there, but <laughs> it's late. It I'm is, tired, so I just can't. As am I. Um, we'll do two of each this week. So the, my first Wally of the week goes to Kyle Walker. Not not the almost World Cup winning Kyle Walker. Yes, that Kyle oh, Walker. Right, okay. That Kyle Walker. I don't think his ability can be doubted. Saying that I've seen a few City fans mourn at him this year for being um, a few all athletes. England players have come back this season and not really. Trippier being one. Trippier being one, yeah. exactly. That's what I was thinking of. Um, Walker could have, I know he didn't, but his stupidity 
could have cost his team going for this historic quadruple. So he puts he basically goes in head first um, in at one of the Brighton players whose name escapes me right now. Um, and more often than not, that's given as a red card. Yeah. You lead with your head in any kind of confrontation. It's given as a red card. VAR actually looked at it and gave him a yellow. So it proves, even though me and you are kind of, we extol the virtues of VAR and we yeah. want it to come in, it does prove that it's not going to get rid of all the controversy because I've not seen anyone, but a couple of City fans who rung in a phone in the other day, I've not seen anyone agree with the yellow card. Everyone has said it should have been a red card. Yeah, and that just goes to prove, doesn't it, that VAR still can can build the story that football it, is. It, it depends on the people using it. Yeah, it's true. It depends on the person who's using it at that time and how they interpret what's going on on the field. Yeah, but isn't that's refereeing, isn't it? Yeah, of course think, it is. Yeah, I yeah. Think as long as it, it's not, a, it doesn't seem stupid to everybody. No, then that's you know where it's going to be beneficial. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. This part wasn't about VAR and refereeing. It does feel like a lot of our segments kind of veer off in that direction, doesn't it? Refereeing and VAR. I think refereeing has been a big discussion in the last. It's had to be with VAR two or three years, years hasn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, in terms of the quality. Yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, it was stupid for Walker. It could have really cost his team, especially against somebody who is as experienced as he is. It's yeah, it's just stupid. His head's gone, hasn't it? Really, there. Um, so he's lucky. Uh, that it didn't cost his team, but it did cost him a Wally of the Week award. Uh, some of these are going to be racking them up, aren't I know, they? Yeah, they have a wall full of them. They are. They definitely listen to us as well. Take it to the heart. I hope so. <laughs> so and if you want to argue back at us, why should he go? At Talon's Podcast on Twitter, please. Thank you very much. Uh, my second Wally of the Week, um, and this can't, this can't possibly be, like, this can't be argued. I'm not having this. There's no way an Arsenal fan can come at me and argue this any differently. It's going to Mesut Ozil. Who? Mesut Ozil. Who? You know that German player who retired? Oh, from Real Madrid? Yeah, that's the one. I don't... Where did he end up? I think it was Arsenal. He's not Uh, done a lot, though. He's won a couple of FA Cups. Has he? Yeah. Um, For someone, in all seriousness, though, um, I mean, Sam is right to say who, because... How many times do Arsenal need someone to step forward as a leader? For me, you look at when Sanchez left and Ersel almost jumped on the bandwagon as part of, and I think you just wrote this down. Sanchez left and then, you know, the, how much he's getting paid per week became very relevant. 50 grand a week, yeah. Um, he Danny should... made a really good point when he was on with us. Uh, he, I don't know if you remember, he, he said that Arsenal were almost kind of backed into a corner with paying him what he was demanding because yeah. of Sanchez leaving. Um, but they should have been stronger. He's, he was never worth that. Again, at no. Tanner's podcast, if you disagree, Arsenal fans, he was never worth He can worth, be worth that. He can. But he'll never show every it. few yeah. games uh, against Leicester at the Emirates or something. But when you need your players, they went 1-0 down in 10 minutes. Has he got a bit of that Pogbrightus? I'd say Pogba's got a bit of that Ozilitis, to be honest. Well, yeah. Um, just because Ozil's been around a lot longer and flattered to deceive a lot longer. Um, it's really disappointing. When Arsenal needs someone of his calibre or supposed calibre to step up and lead men, he, he goes missing. I mean... I'm just like you put here as well. They'll let him go... They're letting the leader go. Aaron Ramsey. Free. They're letting Ramsey go to Juventus and they're keeping Mesut Ozil. I, that baffles me. 
I know Aaron Ramsey has his flaws, but I'd rather have Aaron Ramsey in my midfield every day of the week Absolutely. compared to Mesut Because you can trust him. Yeah, you can trust him, and he's never going to give less than 100%. He is. And whereas Ozil, you're not sure when he's ever going to give 100%. True. Uh, I think he's pathetic, and I did say earlier on in the year to when we were kind of threesome with Danny, um, he's been masquerading as this world-class footballer for too long now, um, and that performance against Everton was pitiful. They well, had plenty of time to get back into that game, and he just didn't. He looked like he didn't fancy it. Um, well, hopefully, receiving this Wally of the week, we'll let him sit down, give him a, a kick room, up the backside, a really <laughs> careful. And, and strong word with himself and look at himself in the mirror thank you <laughs> uh, well, you're welcome Arsenal fans uh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. the case <laughs> Tim let's get on to some uh, brighter conversation yeah let's look at the world is, uh, our first world is getting his second world of the week again award. nailed up on the wall we should do yeah we should send them out we should, we should. ask for addresses we'd get done uh, as stalkers wouldn't we <laughs> I mean if there's anyone listening out there that has their own uh, award making business let us know yeah uh, Jack Grealish would love you if if you did. So but, Jack Grealish yeah. is getting this, his second World Worldie of the Week award. His first one was the way he reacted in the Second City derby, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, getting punched in the side of the face and then going on to score the winner. This time, he started and finished a wonderful team goal for Villa uh, yeah. last night. Um, in a the result escapes me actually. I'm sure my stat man could uh, could find that out for me. I knew they were losing uh, and they came back to win the game. Yeah, it was two one. Uh, Kodji scored first against against Rotherham, who yeah. scored in the 36. I mean, Rotherham are poor. Yeah, Rotherham are poor anyway. Jack really scored three uh, three minutes later to make it two one. Yeah, uh, but Tyrone Mings got sent off in the first half. Oh well, as well. Um, but the goal I saw the goal this morning he started off with a great bit of skill and layoff then there was a couple that he ran towards the box it was almost like a 1-2 but it didn't start off as a 1-2 he played it out to the right and the lad on the right picked Grealish out and he finished uh, low into the net it was a brilliant goal and he's really starting to show his class and yes it's the championship but the championship is one hell of a competitive league it's, it's been a great season um, and Villa won one hell of a run and it is down to him as captain yeah it's true uh, I think um, the, James I know we've mentioned on the podcast before the Leeds fan um, he told me yesterday I think it was that Leeds are now guaranteed playoffs so yeah it's good but compared to where they were a month or so ago it's dis- I mean, I had a Leeds fan on the radio yesterday saying it was really disappointing because they should have sewn up automatic promotion by now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But then you look at Norwich and you look at Sheffield. United, it's she- it's it? Sheffield United. Norwich have run away with it now. Yeah. Um, I know they dropped two points last night, but really they're too far ahead. To be, uh, it's an unassailable lead for the other two. Uh, but it's Sheffield United who have kind of usurped Leeds in that second position, which is an interesting one, really. Yeah. Um, they've got a local lad as manager Sheffield United yeah. used to play for them uh, and they're doing really well so I wouldn't begrudge either Leeds or Sheffield United, United coming up yeah it's true uh, let's move on to our last well well this is last yeah it's, uh, it's our last worldie but we've mentioned him a lot already yeah. it's great. it can't go to anyone other than Jared Delafeu uh, coming on as a sub to score the goal that brings your team back into it and then score the winner in a in an FA Cup semi-final it can't go to anyone else, really. Yeah, an extra time, yeah. So, well done, Gerard. I know there's one more that you wanted to I wanted mention. to mention, yeah, and it's just it's just me going on a little bit of a rant again. You? Um, yeah, yes. Shocking, isn't the it? The guy I've had to mute <laughs> on WhatsApp because it just, it's endless. Shocking developments, I know. Um, 
we missed our game earlier on uh, when we looked at the Premier League and it was kind of because of this ha- uh, Chelsea beat West Ham didn't they uh, 2-0 was it Hazard scored both yeah Hazard scored an extremely good goal it was a very there's no getting around <laughs> that's it. It not was, how it was it was portrayed it was to begin with good, it was a very good goal but when I heard about it I had this image of him doing a Maradona or a Messi from what? the halfway line where he runs around eight players. He ghosts... The best bit of skill is when he gets to the edge of the box and he kind of shimmies in between two defenders, releases and then uh, puts the ball in. But the way, he was, the way he was put out there... How it was explained to me was, oh my God, this is the solo effort of the season. I mean, and then when I saw it, I was like, that's a good goal. Yeah. Wouldn't say wouldn't say it's a contender, but I wouldn't say it's automatically. I mean, you you follow me on Twitter, don't you? Did you see what I retweeted? Probably. Right, Firmino's against Arsenal. He goes around the same amount of players, has yeah. a very similar skill in between two players. The only thing that looks different is that Bobby leaves three Arsenal players on the backside, so it looks yeah. aesthetically it looks better. And that wasn't even named as a contender for goal season. The reason is it's because it's Edin Hazard. And Chelsea are fighting out for the top four rather than a league title, so they've got to get something out there positive about Chelsea. I'm not, and I'm, and that's the reason I wanted it here. I was giving the world this to Grealish and Delafeu, well deserved. I just think, and not Eden Hazard, because of the way. So you've used you've used <laughs> our platform. To not a, give someone a award. Yeah, to not give somebody a award. I <laughs> exactly, like that. Exactly. And I think that sums up the Out of Times podcast to it a does, T. It does. Shall we move on to our final segment? We shall. I don't think we need to mention anything else, really. There's no other games <laughs> that happened, is there? No, no, of course. I, I mean, I love the Champions League. It is such a wonderful. What's the Champions League? <laughs> Something that you get very, you got very close to under uh, under Bobby. No, it was the Europa. Was that the Europa? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I don't mean getting close to winning. Oh, I see. No, we did. We did compete. Qualify. We did compete yeah. in a couple of se- a couple of seasons of it. Yeah. Um, no, we were always about the Intertoto. Always. Well, in two thousand six, <laughs> I think. What an incredible year! What a powerhouse of a trophy that Whoa. is. <laughs> Set us up right in line. <laughs> got relegated not long after. No. No. It's like the it's not even the League Cup of European trophies. That's the Europa League, isn't it? You can't even. Oh, it's a Johnson Payne trophy. The checker trade trophy. Checker trade trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Showing your age there, calling it the Johnson's Payne. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> We're going off the rails here tonight. Yeah, yeah. So this segment was supposed to start with the Champions League chats. Yeah, it's with <laughs> Newcastle and the Total Cup. Checker trade trophy. Um, Tell you what, I'll stay off. Go on, Liverpool. Yeah, it was, um, it was good atmosphere. I said to my mum at the start of the game. Let me guess, you were nervous. Mm, not as nervous as I would have been if, it, if we were playing City. Like this time last year, we had City in the quarters. Yeah. Um, and I said to my mum at the start, the atmosphere was good, but it wasn't bouncing. I said to my mum, do, th- do you think the atmosphere would be a bit more electric if we were playing Spurs yeah. or City? And she, and she kind of she, she kind of agreed. Um, it's, a lot's been made of the fact that we got the easier draw. You could argue we did. Um, this well, is a team. This is a team that we beat five 0 in aggregate last year. You did, you've got the easier draw. I mean, especially with the. I will come to the, with the way Ajax performed. Yeah, we'll come yeah, back. Exactly. We'll come yeah, to that in a second. So it is, um, we didn't really get out of second gear throughout all this. They had a couple of counter attacks, um, but the only points of note are the goals. Obviously, Naby gets a deflected one. 
very early as well, which always yeah. helps. And Bobby's goal is brilliant. Henderson, in his more forward role again, picks out a wonderful ball down to Trent uh, down the right side. Who squares it for Bobby for his tapping? Um, I said to you off, Mike. Under Klopp, we've only ever been knocked out in European competition in finals. Yeah, which is that, grim. It's it's impressive and grim in equal measure. Yeah, it's impressive that we've got to these finals and we've never been knocked yeah. out anywhere else. But it's grim that we've not won either of these finals. It, the thing is, for me, you look at a few stats that I've just pulled out. You twenty six games will be at Anfield now, and there's twelve clean sheets in that. Yeah, incredible. Or oh, it's chalk, it's chalk and cheese, uh, day and night. Any kind of opposite that you can think yeah. of to last year, and it's it's Allison and Van Dijk. Allison's looked a little bit shaky over the last couple of games. But I think that's just nerves um, and the back four in front of him not being as settled as it has been. Robbo going out because of suspension. Lovren coming back in. Gomez is back in training again. Yeah, um, It's not as settled as it has been throughout the season. One stat that I'm sure you didn't know until well, just now, but in mm. terms of would have settled you, Port have had 20 attempts at beating English clubs. And they failed in all. They failed in every single one. Yeah, I mean, we were. We were lucky. Um was Casillas get him? Casillas was in there. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, he made a couple of good saves. His distribution, he wins at the end of, this, end of the game, uh, and we'll come to, to why in a minute. But his distribution is still incredible. It really is. Uh, you don't lose that class here. It's the no, old no, adage, no. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and talk about class. Bobby has been involved in 12 goals in Europe at Anfield. Uh, he scored seven and a 65. Only bested. By Cristiano. I mean, I saw a tweet earlier on, um, well, during in the game, or it was at half time, and and it said something like, I know Bobby Firmino isn't everyone's cup of tea, but what he brings to this Liverpool team cannot be uh, measured. You can't, I had this discussion the other day. But it's the first part, it's the first part. Like, any Liverpool fan who doesn't rate Firmino, for me, and this might be a little strong, understand football it's true I was having this discussion with a few friends of mine and I was and, and they were saying you know Bobby doesn't offer enough and I was saying it's not what he offers it, it, you know at face value it's the fact that he he's the man in the middle who just knows where the other two are it's, you've got that focal point so then two can wreak havoc either side he's probably the most intelligent footballer I've ever seen some of, those, some of the balls I've seen, particularly to Barney, some of those balls that he's managed to just know where he is. Yeah, he's, he's, even with his backside of the flicks as yeah. well. Now he can be frustrating when he dribbles with the ball. He's, he's also one of the best dribblers with the ball. I've seen him escape. Not very quick though. No, 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 he's not. But he's, he doesn't need to be. He's got Sadio and Mo either side yeah. of him. As long as he's quick up here. He was pointing to his head there. <laughs> we are an audio, audio podcast, podcast even. I know, I know. Um, he's, he's genuinely one of the most intelligent footballers I've ever seen. And it shows when he's not in the team. He, we oh, he miss does. him so much. Yeah, so any Liverpool fan who doesn't rate Bobby Firmino and think we need to go out and search the globe for a proper number nine, I think... You don't. You don't it doesn't work. No, like Sturridge and Origi doesn't really work. That's why Origi's now a left winger. You, I know you've been linked winger. with the young German, the quick uh, young German. Leipzig, I think. Werner. Yeah, Timo you, Werner. Timo Werner. I don't th- I think... I think he'd be a great sign. I think he'd be a great sign. I think he, I think he would. Him and Naby were incredible for Leipzig yeah. in that year. But I think you would have to change the way you're playing. Yeah, because he's not. There's nothing wrong with having like, and I don't mean like a different. A, yeah, a different way, and yeah. I don't mean a plan B as in let's go lump it to Andy Carroll. I mean a plan B of a different way of playing because we haven't. People say we've had that this year. We haven't. We haven't really played at all like we did last year. We played in this new way. We played in this more. I say pragmatic. We still score quite a few goals. But because we're stronger defensively, we've got a stronger base. 
This summer for me, you need to go out and you need to buy a central attacking midfielder who knows where the net is because I think you've just been missing those goals in midfield. I think Ox will bring that back as long yeah, as, it, um, um, as lo- it's always a risk. You don't know how players no, like that are going to come back from injury. Ox will bring that. I think we probably will look for an attacking midfielder. But when people talk about creativity for midfield, I think Carragher was right. We don't rely on our midfield to give us our creativity. We rely on our midfield to get into teams' faces and make it physical. Because a lot of our, your, it's our fullbacks. It's our yeah, we have a lot we of, have the best pair of fullbacks yeah, in the league. A lot of your goals come from one of two things. One of your fullbacks bombing down and creating the overlap and things like that. Or the other way you do it is, and it's not ashamedly, it's on the counter. Give it to the front three. Yeah. It's just it's just go from defence to attack as quickly yeah, as you possible. Direct. Exactly. And the other two, but it's never it's well, it's very rarely over the top. It's very rarely. I've seen, I've seen a few well, goals the this season, one, but usually it's a curve ball down the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not. It's yeah. not like an aladdice lump. No, no, no. I'm not, to knock I'm not talking root one. I'm, yeah, I'm no, saying. No, no. I'm saying well controlled yeah, yeah, over the top yeah. of the sides or whatever. But yeah, it's like that. Um, in terms of just sort of the end of this, it was Clippity's fourth hundred win as a manager. Yeah, he's he's a quality manager. He showed that. He just needs to win some finals, doesn't he? he? Well, he needs to win something with us because he won he won trophies. He won the league. He won domestic trophies in Germany. He just needs to win stuff with us. But like I keep saying every week, the squad that he took over and the squad now, he has us compete. This is our second Champions League quarter final in a row, year on year. We Which didn't have said that five years ago, however. After Rafa left. We weren't even coming close to qualifying for the Champions League. Well, now, now, have you seen your team? Have you gone back to look at oh, yeah, your team? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, of course I have yeah. And I've looked at the team that was spanked 6-1 by Stoke under Rodgers as well. Yeah. Uh, you look at those two teams and look at what Klopp's built now. It's a team that, yeah, we, we may end up this year winning nothing, right? It, it, I mean, it's a distinct possibility. Yeah, and it's, it's a bit like the whole Newcastle thing in terms of this. Liverpool fans need to realise where you've come from. Oh no, I exactly. need to realise. I think we do. Where I you think, are. I think but a lot of there'll be a vocal, of course, vocal of course. I do think a lot of our fans are realistic. Um, the tell, the I don't like being told how to support the club because I keep being told just enjoy the ride, just enjoy the ride. Never in my life as a game at Southampton felt like a game against United at Old Trafford <laughs> like it did last week it felt horrible Every there's so much on each of those games but the release when the final whistle goes when we've won them is unlike anything I've felt before so it's lucky the pressure release wasn't the same as a few seasons ago Stephen for know, you, wasn't yeah, it? yeah well yes what um, happened? Well, I don't want to talk about a few seasons ago because this is a different what? season what? What happened to your leg? Oh, yes. Um, you, you, <laughs> went told, to, you went down my to St Mary's. I my cartilage while standing up at St Mary's <laughs> and was carried out at half-time by the St John's Ambulance uh, just before <laughs> we scored six goals to beat them 6-1. So I missed all six goals. And what year was it that you went down there? Uh, it had been 2000 and maybe 15. So was this before you married your wife? Oh, it was it was just after it was after our honeymoon. Oh, I see. We so must have thought you were really. We'd, badly. Li- we'd literally been on honeymoon, uh, got home, and drove down to Southampton. Dropped the bags in the hotel. Went to the game. And your cartilage still on the right, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were in hospital. Anyway, can we get through <laughs> these next two games really quickly? Because yeah. I know the final game we've got a bit to talk about. Yeah. Um, Spurs showing off the new stadium, yeah. which I do want to talk about, but probably not today. In terms of the new stadium. Um, one nil, Son, who else? Yeah, he, he seems to do his better work when Harry Kane is not on the field. It's true, yeah. Um, he's a better player. And obviously, you don't want Harry Kane injured, and I know he is now. Um, and as a Liverpool fan, I'm gutted because it means he'll miss the league game. 
uh, between Spurs and City. But with this, they scored without him and Son, and they did so well without him in the league when he was injured with Son. I think they can rely on Son. Whether they'll keep he's just a workhorse. He, really. He's not just. A, I think he's very skillful. And he's very, he's very skillful. I think he's. I think his actual ability is underrated to a degree. I think he's a, a wonderful footballer, and they got him for something like sixteen million yeah, or wasn't. something. It was ridiculous. But I think City. From what I heard from a few of the fans, well, first of all, they weren't happy with the, the, the team selection, leaving Sane and yeah. De Bruyne on the bench. Bernardo was supposedly injured, but that hasn't been uh, confirmed or denied. But I heard a couple of City fans saying, comparing it to last year, saying that Pep didn't want the game, the tie, dead like it was, because we beat them 3-0 in the first yeah, leg last yeah, yeah. year. And by then, obviously, they thought they had a chance, but then we went and beat them 2-1 yeah. at the Etihad. I mean... I can't imagine Pep letting fear dictate that. Surely, surely. But they've not got a good record against English teams, have they? No. Surely that is Pep resting for Palace and prioritising Palace at the weekend. Possibly. Surely. Yeah. That's got to be. That's the only thing I can think of. De Bruyne and Sane on the bench. In a Champions League quarter final against Spurs away, he leaves those two players on the bench. That's all I can think of that he thinks retaining the league is more important than the Champions League. But you could argue, having done what they did last year, his priority has got to be to win the Champions League now with City. Has to be. Possibly. And we'll only find out as as it goes on. Yeah. Um, next game was Ajax Juventus. I didn't I've not watched this game, I've read the report. I've watched I've seen the goals. Um Neres is apparently a good goal. Neres is an incredible goal. Cuts inside, basically curls it into the top. I have an issue with this Ajax team. Why? They've already sold Frankie. Frankie. Yeah, they have, they have. Uh you can argue then that they come into the end of a cycle. Exactly. So they either win it this year. Or people people thought that though when they got to the Europa League final against United. They thought when when they lost to United in the Europa League final, they thought that was the end of a cycle for a young Ajax team, and it wasn't. No. They've come back and they've played like a couple of years I mean, later. They've just got the youth youth yeah, down to a T. It's brilliant. Overmars uh, is such a wonderful football man. Yeah, he really. I is. mean, one one. Uh, Ronaldo got his 125th you'd European have, goal. You'd have thought, looking at, you look at the result in black and white, and you'd have thought both teams would be happy with that. Juventus will be happy with an away goal. Yeah. And Ajax will be happy that they're still in the tie going away to Juventus. I just I just liked Allegri's comments after the game. Uh, he, he really he really delved deep in terms of, of understanding football when he described Player Ronaldo. Player analysis. Yeah, when he described <laughs> Ronaldo as... On a different level. I mean, I could yeah. never have got there. No, no. I no. could never have got to that well, analysis. I mean, sometimes it's the obvious ones that, that make the most sense. And he is. Um, I think he scores maybe a dozen more goals in the Champions League than Messi. Yeah. Um, and there'll always be that argument. And we'll, um, um, we've spoken at length about the two players before. And, we'll, and we will do in the future as well. I assume we will. Um, yeah. But I, st- and I said to you off mic, I think they'll put, and, and again, at Towns Podcast, if you disagree, I think they'll probably both go down as the top two players ever. Like you look at the greatest players down the year, best, Dalglish, Pele, and it's easy for us to say this because we're watching them live, but you just look at the numbers. You look at the numbers of yeah. assists and goals and games and longevity. They're, ba- they're very rarely injured, the two of them as well. They're just incredible. I think, it'll be, I think 30, 40, 50 years' time, a couple of hundred years' time, I still think people will be talking about them as the two best ever. Yeah. And we, we're lucky enough to have them both at the same time. True. Uh, I tell you what, let's go on to the last game and yeah. the final uh, piece of this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I was actually at the cinema last, this time last night when the game was being played. Right. Um, just before the phone came on, 
uh, I did see the, uh, the. I did hear about the goal. I was watching sporadically. Yeah, Shaw. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's a Louis header that basically comes off Shaw. Uh, it was disallowed for offside initially. Yeah, um, the linesman gave it as offside. All the United fans were. Yeah, yeah. Went to VAR. That, yeah. Went to VAR, and they weren't weighing anymore. Um, <sighs> Louis wheels away in celebration. Um, He's had thirty-three, sh- thirty-three shots this season without scoring the ball yeah. to any other uh, of any player. I'd still have them. In it's incredible in a heartbeat yeah especially you look even at his age I'd yeah. have him in a heartbeat well yeah because if you put the ball anywhere near him he's, he just knows which way to go in a heartbeat I'd have the man wearing red again Stephen is pointing to a framed picture of Luis Suarez with his signature <laughs> um, he is the most naturally gifted I like how it's a huge huge picture and then rightly so your son your son is above him <laughs> but in a tiny picture <laughs> well yeah. Anyway, um, um, he is the most naturally gifted player I've ever seen in red. Um, can I tell you a stat that will make you slightly happy? Yeah. United have lost three consecutive home games of Champions League for the first time ever. That's very funny. Ollie at the wheel. Yeah, yeah. He all seems to have gone a little bit pear shaped since well, they he's failed, given they the job. I've put in, they failed to register a shot on target. Uh, being the first team at home, being the first team since 2005 against AC World. Apparently, uh, listening to journalists in the neutral zone after the game, Barca weren't happy with that result. They were... They, I mean... They, you, you they look at the play, PSG I thing. I don't, like, yeah, it's, it's still in the, it is still in the balance. Barca haven't run away with it. But for Barca not to be happy with the result would suggest that they thought United were there for the taking. Barca didn't play well. Barca's that second half were really quite blunt and poor. As, as poor as I've seen a Barca team, really. Um, you look at these results off of this 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 first leg. You, you won't say any, all of these have played particularly well. Maybe Ajax. We played well. We we controlled. Yeah, that game. but then we you got the weakest. Yeah, we did. Well, according to Danny, so did City. When the draw was done, <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, when the draw was done, sorry Dan, when the draw was done, he said City and Liverpool would be the most happy having the weaker teams in the uh, in the draw. Went well for you there, Dan, didn't it? I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush. They are going to win seventeen 0 <laughs> back to the Etihad. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to score three or four at the Etihad. I think there'll be more goals at the Etihad than there will be people watching it <laughs> at the Etihad, and they'll boo the Champions League theme, and they'll try and tell people they don't care about the Champions League and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> what a wonderful episode, and to end on how ridiculous football is. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you for listening. Once again, uh, yeah. if you want to find us, we are at Tony's Podcast on Twitter. Um, and until next week, thank you for listening. Cheers. Mm-hmm.